Howdy. What's going on? Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. It is heard live every day, by the way, from noon until 3 on WBT Radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content, invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with links, become a patron. Go to the PeteCallanerShow.com. This podcast is also supported by North Carolina businesses, so please consider supporting them. Try not to skip through their short ad. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And thanks so much for your support. Uh, oh, yeah, uh, I guess I should tell you. Because I forgot, I forgot to explain this in the last segment of the last hour, so I'll explain it now, which is how to get rid of the hiccups. It has like um, about a 99.7% success rate if I have to just, you know, ballpark it. Um, so, you know, the thing about drinking the water, right? You know, take a sip of water, that whole thing, drink or, or you know, uh, put the paper towel over the thing. You do all of that stuff, right? But it never, it's to me, that stuff has always worked like 30, 40% of the time. This always works. Do not attempt this while driving, though. If you have the hiccups while driving, you, there's, a, there's a bit of a shortcut to it, but it doesn't work nearly as effectively all the time. But here's the deal. All right, you know how to make the, do you know what the hang loose uh, hand symbol or signal is? It's where you take the, it almost looks like the hook em horns thing, right? Right, you take your, so you make a fist, Right, you take your thumb out. Right, so you got your thumb like an like a thumbs up kind of deal, and then you extend your pinky out. Bam! And so you get both do that with both of the fists, both of the hands. So now you got two like hang loose or hook 'em horn looking uh, hand signals. You got the hand signals going. Okay, now you take your pinkies and you pinch your nose closed with the pinkies, not up the nose, not in the nostrils, on the outside. You just pinch it closed. You're trying to create a seal of, of air in the, in the head, and it'll make sense in a second. So you pinch your, your nose closed with your, with your pinkies. You do that. And then you take the thumbs, and you pinch your ears closed. Whatever that little thing is that some people get pierced, you know, that's, like, really weird. Anyway, that little part, you pinch your ears closed with that. So you plug, you plug up the nose, you plug up the ears. Then, and this is key. You take three big gulps of air and you swallow them like you're drinking something. You got to and you got to go. (gasps) And don't breathe out in between. It's tough. You do it three times in a row. Usually on that third time, when you take in that last big gulp of air, that big air bubble, it's going to get pushed down. You're going to feel it. It's going to, you're going to feel a bubble go all the way down into your diaphragm. And if you don't feel it, it's going to go like, that's what it feels like. It almost sounds like that too. I think it sounds like that. I've never mic'd it. Next time I do it, I'll mic it. We'll see. Okay. That's a lie. I'm probably not next time. Probably not next time, but at some point, maybe I'll remember. I'll have the hiccups and I'll run to a microphone and I'll record it just because I am curious, like, does it give an outward and external sound? But that's what it feels like. Like you're gulping this air, you're swallowing it down, it goes into your diaphragm, and you'll feel this, and it kind of resets. It resets the diaphragm. And if you don't get it on the third, if you don't feel that on the third time, take a fourth. I've never needed to do more than four, though. 
Now, sometimes it doesn't work. Like I said, there's like a 0.3% or so chance. Sometimes it doesn't work. Give yourself a minute or two and then do it again. Heads up. You're probably going to have to burp very loudly in about another five minutes because you've just swallowed a bunch of air. I mean, come on. But that gets rid of it. Not kidding. I think that's the deal with the water. It's the same principle. It's that whenever you drink a glass of water, usually you take in a bunch of air first. And if you keep drinking the water, it doesn't let the air go anywhere and it pushes it down the diaphragm and it resets that whatever that thing is. That's that spasm that's going on down there. So there you go. Don't say I never gave you any useful information there. Again, do not do this while driving. Even if you've got like uh, uh, cruise control. All right, so Bob Menendez gets indicted today. What else? Um, Oh, here's a story. Melvin M.D. 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 How would you pronounce this? E-M-D-E. M.D. 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 Maybe that's it. Maybe he's a doctor. Melvin M.D. Anyway, he's 41 years old. Um, On August 7th, Louisiana deputies say that they received a call from MD's son reporting that he had fallen overboard while kayaking in the Mississippi near Hanville. MD had been due in court in North Carolina on the same day of his drowning. He faced charges of indecent liberties with a child, and statutory rape of a child by an adult. Quote, We immediately became quite suspicious that this may have been a faked, accidental drowning and death in order for Mr. M.D. to escape charges in Brunswick County, North Carolina. However, we could not publicly expose our suspicions for fear of tipping him off, said St. Charles Parish Sheriff Greg Champagne who is, by the way, a must-have at any party. Police went along with the hoax drowning because they knew that they would eventually be able to catch MD if they did. So they, so get this, so from a public posture, right, they were like, oh, yeah, I guess he drowned. Oh, look, we're going to go out and look at the river. Let's start dredging. Let's start, you know, get the dive teams out there. Walking around the riverbanks, you know, like checking the tall grass for the body and stuff, but but maybe not really doing it totally legit. Like you could totally tell they're just kind of walking around, like not really looking. They're just kind of like you know lazily, like kicking some of the the tall grass back and forth. Not really. Heart's not really into it, you know. And maybe media that's looking on, they think, well, you know, they probably don't care. Guy drowned, but he was wanted on you know, statutory rape. And so, you know, who cares? Like they don't really care so much to find the body because of that. I don't know. Local news reports detailed the frantic search efforts. Okay. So maybe not uh, for the missing kayaker. Social media posts about the tragedy were flooded with comments from hundreds of well-wishers offering their prayers for MD's rescue. I kind of get the feeling that people didn't know what his charges were. Some of MD's own family members took to Facebook to express their shock about his apparent death. Quote, this cannot be happening, wrote a woman identified in public records as his sister. So 
when I read this story, I was thinking, well, wait a minute. How were they so sure that they would catch this guy? Why did they go along with this hoax if they thought it was a hoax, right? Why would they do that? How did they, how did they know that they would catch him? Well, as it turns out, MD was still wearing the ankle monitor that he was required to wear as a condition of his bail. So just as a heads up, if you are planning to fake your own death after you've been charged with some heinous crime, you might want to cut off the ankle bracelet first, you know, because if you're not really dead, they're going to be able to track you with it because that's the whole point of the bracelet. By the way, why don't we call them anklets? Isn't that what like jewelry is called? Aren't they called anklets? If you wear it on your ankle, isn't it called an anklet? Which then makes you wonder why it's not called a wristlet. But whatever. On the same day of his supposed drowning, the ankle monitor showed he was actually in a Walmart buying two prepaid phones. While the trail went cold after he apparently stopped using those phones, a motorcycle driving without a license plate in Georgia over the weekend caught the attention of the Georgia State Patrol. When a trooper tried to pull the driver over, he fled, crashed, tried to flee again on foot, and then he gave authorities a bogus name. And then they fingerprinted him. And now he's back in custody, headed back, if not already back, in North Carolina to face charges. So there you go. Um, Meanwhile, up in Illinois, uh, cashless bail. The first day of cashless bail in Illinois. It went about as well as you think it did. Hey, so real quick, hurricane season is here, and this is your reminder to check your emergency supplies. You should have a three-day supply of food, water, and medicines, minimum. And Carolina Readiness Supply can help you get started or expand your supply. Food, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, instructional materials, camping and hiking supplies too, because being prepared is just smart. Carolina Readiness Supply has 2,000 square feet of supplies and educational materials that you can use for any kind of emergency. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing, or maybe you're somewhere in between, Carolina Readiness Supply can help you. In Waynesville and always at carolinareadiness.com. Veteran-owned Carolina Readiness Supply. Will you be ready when the lights go out? Uh, I got a message here. Message from Andy to Pete at thepetecalendarshow.com. Pete, this is why I listen to you. I knew you would drop a Bob Dylan reference at some point. There you go. You never know when I'm going to do it. You never know. That's why you got to listen all the time. And if you don't listen all the time, then get the podcast. It's totally free. Comes right to your smartphone or tablet. And then you can, like, make sure you don't miss a single second or... A single lyrical reference. Because it's not just Bob Dylan, people. I've been known to throw in some House of Pain. Been known to throw in some uh, uh, John Denver. Some Barry Manilow. Led Zeppelin. Grateful Dead, obviously. You just don't ever know. Um, the first day of the new cashless bail system cashless bail so you get to bail out with no money i i believe unless maybe only debit card maybe that's it or oh maybe it's bitcoin maybe it's only bitcoin bail 
No, no. It's cashless bail, so you don't have to give up any money. And the bail bondsmen, they're just going to be like, yeah, I'll sign for you, whatever, and then you're out, okay? It has delivered, quote, absurd and incoherent results for deep blue Illinois, at least according to McHenry County State's Attorney Patrick Kennelly, or Kennealy, Ken, Kennealy, 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 K-E-N-N-E-A-L-L-Y. How do you do that? How do you? How would you pronounce that one? Kennelly? Kennealy? Kennealy. I think it's Kennealy. I'm going to go with Kennealy. Kennealy. Anyway, the U.S. or the state's attorney, I guess this is the equivalent of the of a DA, Patrick Kennealy, um, says that the Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today Act. Oh, jeez. Okay. You know me. I like acronyms. Right? I'm down with the acronyms, particularly for, uh, for legislation. Right? Like sometimes I think a lot of these people are not trying hard enough to come up with acronyms for their bills. This one, though, this is one of my pet peeves. It's a peep peeve, if you will. Um, when you use one of the words in your acronym as the acronym. Locally, there was a classic example. I don't know if they're still around, but there was an organization 20, 15 years ago, whatever. uh, It was called HELP, H-E-L-P, and it stood for Helping Empower Local People. And it just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't, not that I don't like helping empower people, particularly local people. Those are actually people that are easier to empower than people that are far away from you. But... You don't get to use the word helping for the H that's help. You know, it's just, it's bad form. It's just, it's unseemly. And so that's what this uh, legislation is called. The safe T. Get an S-A-F-E dash T. They threw in a dash. They threw in a dash. So now, the so it's safety, comma, accountability, comma, Fairness and equity. They don't even give me the Oxford comma in there after fairness. And and that's like, I will assault somebody over the failure to use the Oxford comma. You always put the comma in before you write the word and. It just eliminates any kind of uh, confusion. So safety, accountability, fairness, and equity dash today. Really? You put the dash? You put a dash in there. Safety, accountability, fairness, and equity today. Or the SAFE-T. SAFE-T Act. And the first word in the acronym is safety. So it's called the SAFETY Act. And the first word is this is safety. Like, guys, this just do better, people. Anyway, uh, it went into effect September 18th after being signed into law by the Democrat governor, J.B. Pritzker. The law was supposed to go into effect January 1st, but it got delayed by months and months of bipartisan lawsuits aimed at stopping it. It got criticized by both sides of the aisle. So this state attorney, Patrick Keneally, uh, he leads the attorney general's office in the county just to the northeast of Chicago. He says at least two suspects that are a danger to the community were allowed to simply walk out of jail. The first day operating under the Safety Act 
Wouldn't it be the safe ta? Wouldn't it be the safe ta? Because A, act, hello, safe ta. So the first day with safe ta, in effect, resulted in the absurd and incoherent results many predicted. One defendant charged with criminal damage to property, violation of pretrial release, electronic harassment, and resisting a peace officer had been arrested for trying to batter down the door of his ex-girlfriend's home. Not a first offense. This guy, Thomas Purdy, had already violated other court orders to stay away from the woman. Gee, I wonder how this is going to end up. Not only that, he has other marks on his record, a conviction for eluding police, and another from 2015 when he was convicted on a gun charge, the latter of which landed him a a four-and-a-half-year prison sentence. So he's out on the street, obviously not listening to any of the edicts telling him, stay away from your ex-girlfriend. All right, you may have noticed that I've been helping the Alzheimer's Association of Western North Carolina for a while, and it's a great organization. they got awesome people with huge hearts. My grandfather died of Alzheimer's when I was a kid, and back then there wasn't a lot of support for caregivers and family. Now, things are different today thanks to the work of the Alzheimer's Association. That's why I support them. Every year we do a series of walks all over the country. There are a bunch in the Carolinas. You can go to alz.org slash walk for a walk to end Alzheimer's near you. This month, there are walks in Hendersonville, Rock Hill, Mooresville, Greenville. And in October, we got Charlotte, Gastonia, Asheville, Kannapolis, Hickory, and Spartanburg. Go to alz.org for all of the dates and locations. We're closer than ever to stopping Alzheimer's, and we're asking if you can help us get there. Will you walk with me for a different future for families? For more time, for treatments, this is why we walk. Uh, yeah, I believe uh, stupidity, or uh, dare I call it dumbassery, uh, the calling card of crime today. Yes, we started with the uh, the alleged rapist who faked his own boating death while wearing an ankle monitor. Uh, so they caught him. And, uh, yeah, didn't actually die. Um And now we've got the first day of Illinois' cashless bail system. Breitbart.com's Warner Todd Houston reporting uh, on the story, quoting the McHenry County State's Attorney, which is apparently like the Attorney General's office. They've got county offices, and this is just outside of Chicago. And uh, this fellow's name is Patrick Kennelly, or Keneally. Uh, He's the McHenry County State's Attorney, um, and he says it's just been absurd and incoherent, this cashless bail system. He he talked about two offenders who have now walked. They got arrested, charged, and then walked right out of jail. The second suspect, the first one was this guy Purdy, who um, has been, you know, stalking and uh, assaulting uh, and intimidating his ex-girlfriend. He's got a long rap sheet. He got arrested again, got, uh, you know, immediately released on no cash bail. The second suspect Keneally thought should have remained in custody is Pedro Gomez Cuevas, who was arrested on a series of drunk driving charges, driving with open alcohol in the car, driving on a suspended license and a bunch of other charges. He even tried to drive away from the officer who stopped him. This was not his first arrest for drunk driving either. Then there was the woman arrested in nearby Cook County who was arrested for assaulting a police officer. But she was also the recipient of the SAFETA, or SAFETAY. Maybe that's it. The SAFETAY. What does it stand for again? Safety, Accountability, Fairness, and Equity Today Act. 
And they want to call it the safety. I'm going to call it the safe tay. The safe tay. Because the act is part of the acronym. She was allowed to walk free under the safe tay. Esmeralda Aguilar has been arrested on four counts of aggravated battery to a peace officer after police say she used pepper spray on four Chicago cops during Mexican Independence Day festivities. And she walked. By the way, uh, remember I told you the story of the, the two teenage youths who ran over the retired police chief out in Nevada? I believe it was, or maybe it was Arizona. Um, I think it was Arizona, but he was a former, or maybe he was a former Arizona police chief who was run over in Nevada. I forget, but they killed him. They murdered him, and they videotaped it, right? They had it on their, they recorded the whole thing. They stole a car, and then they ran him over as he was riding his bike one day. Just came up behind him and just ran him over. Laughing about it, whatever. They got arrested. They're 17 years old. And apparently this uh, this guy, this 17-year-old, tells the cops, I'll be out in 30 days. That's what he told him. You ain't going to be able to hold me. I'll be out. Wait a minute. All right. I got a message here on Twitter from Illinois Refugee. Pete, it's pronounced Illinois. Oh, no, Illinois, no S. Oh, that's not correct. I don't say New York and New York and Congress in Illinois is as crooked as those in D.C. I, yeah, I don't know. I cannot confirm that that's the case. I've always called it Illinois. Because, man, are they loud. Um, no, I'm kidding. Give me a break. I do. <laughs> By the way, everybody everybody knows it's New York, Y A W K, New York, um, which is something very weird. They 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 drop the R sounds and turn them into A sounds or A, uh, you know. So, uh, well, I, I will give you my uh, my my father's pronunciations of two words. You got uh, soda becomes soda. I don't know why. The A's become R's, but the R's become A's. And his sister's name was Rita, and he Reader. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> but he's from the Bronx, so he's got the very uh, Fauci-like uh, accent. Uh, alrighty, so uh, I know a lot of people are concerned about gun crime. I, too, am concerned about gun crime. I have offered solutions, because you know me. I'm all about solutions. I have offered any number of solutions. The first one is pretty easy, and it's, it's, it's a very sweeping idea, which is why don't we go through and uh, look at the laws that we already have on the books and we enforce those laws? So why don't we start there? Because I think we have a lot of laws. Have you, have you noticed this? Have you, have you seen law books? Have you seen have – you, here's something fun. Uh, go over to, like, for example, the North Carolina State – General Assembly uh, website, NCLEG, NCLEG for legislature, and just uh, go over to the the laws, the general statutes, and just, you know, take a look. (laughs) It's, there are a lot. There are a lot of laws. Lots and lots and lots of them. There are a lot of gun laws. 
So why don't we just start enforcing those first? How about that? Throwing the book at people that use guns in the commission of a crime, any kind of crime. I don't care. Don't drop the gun charges. Don't plead them down. If somebody's got a gun, you hammer them with that, right? If, if people worry about uh, having a gun while they commit a crime and having the gun is going to escalate the penalties to such an onerous degree, then they will not use the guns in the commission of the crimes. I would just submit, let's try that. We already have the laws, so why don't we just apply them, right? You don't even have to pass anything. You don't have to worry about the fundraising It's because it's already done. It's just do it. It's just follow it. All right. So that was my advice. But if you're still worried, if you're still worried about uh, gun crimes, rest easy. Kamala Harris is on the case. The Veep is in charge. She's going to apply the same rigor and uh, expertise to gun violence as she applied to the border crisis. So we can all sleep easily knowing Kamala Harris has got this, yo. She's got it. President Joe Biden announced the creation of the first ever federal office of gun violence prevention. Oh, man. Thank goodness. Right? Finally, somebody did something. Man. Okay, well, I guess that settles that. Somebody did something, we're done, right? I think that's how that works. When they're like, do something. Thoughts and prayers aren't enough. All right, well, there you go. You got an office. That's going to get you as much as the thoughts and prayers, I suspect. So there you go. You got an office. Kamala Harris is in charge. Yeah, what could go wrong? So I'm watching uh, a couple of the TVs here in the studio, and I see the, uh, uh, the guy uh, without a suit. What's his name? Zelensky. No, not Fetterman. Zelensky. And that's when it dawn, it dawns on me because I see Zelensky with Chuck Schumer and Mitch McConnell, and they're walking in into the Senate. And Zelensky, right? It's going to come as a shock. Not wearing a suit. For the love of me, somebody buy that man a blazer. How, I mean, I understand you're fighting a war, so you got to, like, dress the part, you know, keep the troops morale high. Oh, no, is that not what that's for? Oh, you're not just, like, role-playing some sort of uh, character here. No, no, I guess you're you're under ba- you're, you're under siege all the time. You're in battle all the time. That's why you always got to be dressed in, like, your green T-shirt. I will say, at least he wore, this one had a collar. It was still green, but it had a collar. You know, and so, you know, baby steps, I guess he's getting there. I mean, at least Fetterman wears a collar, if not a hood. Um, My God, he's such a slob. Fetterman and not Zelensky, but Zelensky kind of. Why would you not like you're flying over to America? You've got such a long plane ride over. And then, you know, you know they put him up in a hotel. He's got all the billions of dollars, so you know that they're putting him up in hotels. Come on. Can somebody not order room service, go buy a suit for the guy? It doesn't even have to be an expensive suit. Just a blazer, maybe a tie. But now, so now I'm thinking, I wonder if they knew Zelensky was going to be coming. And Zelensky just refuses, refuses to wear anything other than 
his his little green man outfit. And so maybe that's why they did the dress code thing. Hmm? I'm just spitballing here. Stan says, Pete, is there a difference between dumbassery and stupidity? After all, they're not two separate words for no reason. Well, I mean, they're just, I mean, that's like saying, uh, you know, somebody is uh, being dumb and someone's being stupid. Someone's being a moron. Someone's being a dumbass. Uh, They're all the same. It's all, it's just all the same. But I, like, I have always... Uh, interpreted the uh, the dumbassery level to be a a higher level of stupid. You know, I just it's almost like there's an intentionality involved. If they were not such a dumbass, right? Like it it almost makes you wonder if there's intentionality because you couldn't be stupider unless you actually tried. So, like that's to me, it's just it's an extra level. Um. Dan says, uh, as a native, I can confirm it is pronounced Illinois, and it's the only state in America where most of the former and current governors and attorneys general make their own license plates. Um, Yeah, I don't know. I think you should just go with Illinois. I just think it sounds a little bit. Maybe if you go with a different pronunciation, you can uh, maybe reduce some of all of the uh, all of the crime you know, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. I'm not a marketing expert here, but I'm saying if you, you know, it's like dress, you know, dress for the success you want to be like Fetterman or Zelensky. Right. You dress the role. If you want to be wartime president guy constantly under siege, even when you're halfway around the planet uh, at the U.S. Capitol. You know, you dress the role. You dress like you're about to be assaulted at any moment. You're going to have to, like, you know, disarm somebody and, you know, kill them with your bare hands. Right? Even though I think he was like a he was a comedian, right? Wasn't he? He was like an actor or something. But I don't know. Like that, you dress the role. Fetterman, right? John Fetterman gets the dress code rewritten for him because of his stroke. Because apparently, when you have a stroke, it means that you dress like a slob. I did not know this. I was aware that people have strokes. I mean, Joe Biden had a stroke. He still wears suits. Maybe that's a testament to how super smart Joe Biden is. How awesome and with it he is that he's still able to wear a suit. Whereas Fetterman had the brain problem. And no, now he has to wear shorts and a hoodie. I guess it's science. Thank you.